Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and of course it's your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going? Good evening. All good, thank you. I uh, think we're both feeling a bit rough though this Monday, aren't we? <laughs> yep. Yep, I've been at Parklife Festival, you've been over in Berlin, so uh, we've both been having a jolly good time over the past weekend, but uh, yeah, we are feeling a bit worse for wear, and because of our festivities over the past weekend, hence why this episode's coming out a bit late. Uh, so sorry for that, ladies and gents, but hopefully it gives you enough time to get some uh, tipping advice ahead of the midweek games in the Championship, and we've got some cracking games coming up in midweek, Jimmy. I, I was I've looked through some of the bets that uh, I was uh, picking out for this weekend. I'm quite excited about them, is all I'm going to say. So that's what we're going to do here on the Second Tier Betting today. We're going to give you our nap, next best and long shot bets for the midweek games in the Championship. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. Just quickly before we get onto that, Jimmy, how did you get on this weekend in your bets for the game week that's just gone? Yeah, um, the nap and next best went disastrously. Uh, I fancied zero goals. Uh, I didn't fancy much action in the Blackburn versus Luton game. There was four, um, which wasn't ideal. My next best, uh, Djokovic header, didn't happen. He got pulled earlier than usual. But um, a small matter of an 11-1 to winner. Uh, and Dai getting his uh, debut goal early doors, which... Uh, which was uh, which was quite uh, gratifying. Um, I, I like we said on the pod, I wasn't sure if he'd start, um, mm. given that he'd never done that before. But especially with the uh, fifty million pounds worth of strikes on the bench, but he did, and uh, boy, he, he played all right, didn't he? Yeah, he played really well. It was absolutely unbelievable, and that was a fantastic shout from you. When I saw that coming, I thought. Oh. That's a good one because uh, that meant I think we were up for the week despite us only getting one bet right because I had an absolute shocker uh, last week. Bristol City and Preston, we were saying, well, I was saying under five corners in that game because Bristol City only had nine corners in their first five games this season. They had eight corners at the weekend. Make sense of that. That just shows when uh, you looks out, it's out, isn't it? Well, let's hope we can turn that around this week, JTP. Let's get on to our best bets for this midweek then. Who is your nap or what is your nap for the championship this week? Yeah, my nap comes via the Medeski in a game I expect to feature goals between Reading and Peterborough. Um, Over 2.5 is currently even money with Unibet, but it looks to be trending downwards. So getting shorter and shorter as as, uh, the money comes in. so, uh, yeah, um, these are two top heavy sides in the sense that they've got a wealth of uh, attacking talent, but are a, a bit weak at the back in the sense that they have been shipping plenty of goals so far. Uh, all of the hosts opening six domestic fixtures have seen this bet land uh, as the games have averaged 4.33 goals per game, uh, whilst four of uh, Posh's six opening games have also seen this bet land. However, according to their XG, uh, their fixtures should have averaged just under three goals per game. Uh, Ferguson, uh, their supremo, has built a bit of a reputation on defensive solidarity, but by playing to his side's strengths uh, and the wealth of attacking quality, he sort of compromised this. Uh, last game, they shipped six goals in an eight-goal thriller. 
and uh, I sort of saw firsthand how narrow they were, uh, which obviously leaves too much space down the channels, and uh, just sort of highlighted a bit of naivety and defensive fragility. That you could make the case that when two defensively poor teams meet, they sort of cancel each other out in the sense that they don't, um, they haven't really got much to offer. Uh, but I think these sides have enough attacking talent to trouble one another. Uh, Reading had the likes of Ovi Ajari and John Swift. The latter has been, uh, he's directly contributed to eight goals, which is 80% of the Royals' total so far this season, which is just nuts. Um, Peterborough obviously have the likes of Marriott, who joined recently. They also have Clark, Harris, Dembele and Smodix from last season. And those three bagged 57 goals between them and got 86 assists. Um, in a side that scored the most goals in the third tier, uh, which was 83 in total. So, all things considered, I think this will be a quality spectacle in terms of goal man for action and one rife with goals. Uh, so, I think even money is uh, certainly worth a punt. Do you know what I love, Jimmy? When we both agree with the same bet. It's not exactly the same. I've gone for over 2.5 and both teams to score in that game, which you can get at 6-4 to four at Skybet. And you've basically read my mind, really. Uh, Reading and Peterborough, two worst defensive records in the championship so far this season. Reading have actually got the worst defensive record after six games in the history of the championship joint with the two other teams. So they're leaky as a sieve at the back and Peterborough aren't much better. They've conceded 14, I think, off the top of my head. The next most goals conceded in the championship this season is 11, I think. So these guys are miles ahead when it comes to how leaky they are at the back. And for me, that's all you need when you're looking for goals. Just two teams who cannot defend for love nor money. And a uh, they are both very good def- uh, attack-wise anyway. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think there's going to be goals in this game because <laughs> they can't help themselves. They just love to score, but they can't defend for love, no money. Uh, lovely then. Well, that's a nice, easy one to get stuff off, uh, both agreeing with uh, the nap, kind of. Uh, what's your next best bet for the midweek, Jimmy? Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. It's Osborne anytime at six to one with three six five. That's in Ooh. Sheffield United's game with uh, Preston, and it's a bet that's split opinion with the bookies price wise. I mean, the next best price available is twenty three to five, but it's as short as thirteen to five with William Hill. Now, obviously, after his brace at the weekend, uh, this could look like a bit of a gungo knee jerk reaction. And maybe I do have my rose-tinted glasses on as a Sheffield United fan. To be honest, the facts are he's only got 19 goals in a 279-game long career. And obviously, two of them came on Saturday. That's a goals per 90 average of just 0.08. So you could even make a case that this is too short. As By those averages, it should be closer to 23-2. to two. However... Uh, I like to think of Osborne as a bit of a uh, EFL's Jimmy Milner. Uh, for example, at Sheffield United, he's featured at left back, centre mid, and left wing. And I'm pretty sure at Forest, he played as a false nine on the odd occasion, but please don't hold me to that because I'm not 100% sure. But the bottom line is, is, he is he is extremely versatile. And the majority of his career, I think he's played in more defensive roles. Uh, at the weekend for the Blades, he did feature in a more advanced position on the left of an exciting quartet, attacking quartet alongside Indai and Gibbs White in behind Billy Sharp. Um, 
this is because Djokovic loves the energy it brings. Now, at the weekend, uh, debutants and Dai and Gibbs White received the majority of the plaudits, meaning despite a brace, Os- uh, Osborne's outstanding performances drifted under the radar a bit. So I just wanted to sing his praises and give a bit of an insight as to why I think this new role could see uh, an influx of goals for him. Uh, so whilst he may lack flair and the mercurial ability of the likes of Ndai uh, and Morgan Gibbs-White possess, although it is worth noting he is capable of the extraordinary, isn't he? Do you remember that uh, volley free kick he scored for Forrest a few oh, seasons ago? Unbelievable. One of the best free kicks I've ever seen in the Championship. Sensational. It was frightening, wasn't it? But all in all, he, he does lack the flair and that mercurial ability of uh, the likes of Ndai and Morgan Gibbs-White. But uh, you can draw parallels to Milner again as he is technically sound and a relentlessly energetic runner. Now, on Saturday, Sharp took a more of a selfless role. Uh, he ran the channels more than usual and was used more of a sort of like a, a trampoline up top to link up play. Um, so the fact that he registered three assists and all bar one of Sheffield United's midfielders score sort of epitomises the, uh, the, the role that Sharp took. Uh, and the fact that he was playing this more selfless role meant he spent less time where he where he thrives in and around the box, and this ultimately created space in the box for the midfielders behind him, which meant Osborne was often the most advanced Sheffield United player, evident by his goal, which he tapped in from inside the six-yard box. He, Osborne also seems to have this, you know, the Frank Lampard-esque late run into the mixture in his locker. So if he continues in that position and he continues getting to goal-scoring positions, I don't think this price will stick around. So, I've also had a nibble on another brace at 66-1 to as well, if anyone fancies that. Foolish, perhaps, but it's only only 19s elsewhere, 19-1. to And if Sheffield United play like they do at the weekend, they'll continue to make chances for all of the midfielders. So, I think it's a price and a wave worth riding, um, certainly while he's playing in this position. Yeah, what was the price again? Six to one with Bet three six five. I mean, six to one, you get quite. You, that's the kind of price you get on defenders, really, isn't it? So when you've got yes, a player who is, yeah, when you get a player who's as attacking as Ben Osborne is, it's looking like a pretty juicy price. And the thing is, as you quite rightly mentioned, they've brought in all these new players, haven't they? The likes of Endai. I know he's not technically new, but he's only just coming to the team. And Gibbs White as well. Jakanovic has had a bit of a you know, move around a bit of a shuffle of the cards, anti. That means Osborne, if he's going to keep getting in those positions, then six to one could be an unbelievable price. So I'm going to jump on that one once we get off the podcast here. Uh, my next best bet is Stoke to win and Barnsley to score under 1.5 goals. The reason for this is quite simply Stoke are looking absolutely class at the moment. They are, apart from obviously Fulham and West Brom, who have been going really well so far this season, haven't they? Stoke have been the next best team and I fully expect that to continue against Barnsley. Barnsley, who are looking, I don't know, they're not impressing me too much recently. They've, particularly in the last couple of games, they've looked really, really poor and I wonder, I don't want to get too too ahead of myself because it is only, you know, very early on in the season. But I wonder if they're going to start going back to the sides that we saw pre-Valerie and Ishmael under Marcus Shop. Particularly going forwards, they have barely laid a glove on the la- in the last two games. So I've gone for them to score under 1.5 goals. I was tempted to go to nil, but 
I, I struggle to see them scoring goals, but with the extra cushion of uh, them having maybe just one goal, you still get pretty decent odds at a 20 to 23 at Bet365. So, yeah, I fully expect Stoke to win this game and Barnsley could very well draw a blank here, but you get an extra cushion with the potential goal uh, on the side as well. So, yeah, that's my next best bet. Let's go to our long shots then, JTP. What is your long shot for this midweek game? Comes in the Forest versus Borough, uh, and it is no first goal scorer at seven to one with Bet Victor and Parry match. Um, it's you could back the nil nil, uh, slightly longer price, but uh, it's better to back no first goal scorer because if the only goal of the game is an own goal, um, this bet's a winner. So it could technically finish one nil to either side or one one. Or whatever, as long as all the goals are their own goals, it's just a, it's just an extra bit of uh, security. So uh, I fancy this because Neil Warnock is notoriously pragmatic away from home. Uh, only they've only scored one goal this season away from the Riverside, and that came on opening day versus Fulham. Since then, they've failed to score against relegation favourites Derby and Coventry. And uh, interestingly, there's also a little bit of unrest at Borough as well. Uh, I sense that there's a bit of a rift forming between Warnock, the fans, and the owners. Is um, the the, uh, the the boardroom staff at the club have made some signings that Warnock wasn't aware of, and now he doesn't really want to play. I don't know if it's because he's a bit of a stubborn old man or just spat the dummy out or whatever. But uh, there's a bit of unrest amongst the fans and him and the board. I sense, and there's a there's a there's an opinion that he won't be there next season, or maybe even see out the season. Uh, that opinion is growing a bit of momentum, which obviously just doesn't doesn't bode well for for any recent uh, any upcoming fixtures. Uh, and then there's Basement Boys Forest, which thus far are undoubtedly the worst team in the league. Obviously, zero wins, one points uh, after six games. Uh, it is worth noting that they have scored in all bar one of their opening six fixtures and do possess strikers more than capable of finding the net in Lewis Grabham and Lyle Taylor, but. I get the sense, given the dire start, Hewton will be so, so desperate to get a result here. He'll just batten down all the hatches, which is why I don't, um, which is why I don't expect goals. So I think uh, no first goal scorer at seven to one with Betfictor and Parry match is a is a bit of a nice way in. Nice one. My long shot isn't too long, really. It's only four to one, uh, but relatively long shall we say longish shot on this occasion yeah it's four to one on bet365 it's christian pedersen to be booked i was having a look around through the cards bets around the various bookies and it's so confusing because they just seem to price up random games it doesn't seem to make any sense for me but nonetheless um this was the only one that really caught my eye because christian pedersen he's got three cards so far this season from just six games and he's playing in this back three he's traditionally a left back and whether he's taken a bit of a time to adjust I don't know but Birmingham have been pretty solid at the back nonetheless but he has picked up three cards so far he's coming up against Alexander Mitrovic and Harry Wilson who are two of the most fouled players in the championship so with him being on the left of this back three he's basically in prime position to take on both those players. So I'm looking at him thinking he's a very vulnerable man at four to one. And the referee for this game is also David Webb, who's averaging six cards a game this season, which is a, he's a bit hard happy, shall we say. So with Christian Pedersen coming up against two lads who love to be fouled 
and uh, with him being fairly carded so far this season, then he looks to be the uh, most exposed. And at four to one, just looks good value to me. So, yep, that's my long shot for midweek. Let's round up our bets, Jimmy. What is what are your bets for the midweek games coming up? Yeah, so my nap is over two point five goals for in the Reading versus Peterborough game. My next best is Ben Osborne to score anytime at six to one with Bet three six five. That's in Sheffield United's game against Preston. And then my long shot is no first goal scorer in Forrester's uh, Forrester's in Forrester's fixture against Borough. That's it's seven to one with Bet Victor. Lovely stuff. I've got over two point five goals on both teams to score in Reading v Peterborough, six to four at Sky Bet. Stoke to win and Barnsley to score under one point five goals. That's twenty to twenty three at Bet three six five. And long shot is Christian Pedersen to be booked four to one on Bet three six five. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. That just about rounds us up on the second tier betting for the midweek games in the championship. We'll be back again on Thursday to give you our best bets for the weekend in the championship. And I cannot bloody wait. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. <laughs>